0: first scripture reading comes from Isaiah 61, verses one through four. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to open the prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console all who mourn on Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified, and they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolation of many generations. Sometimes we forget that we are good news people. We're so accustomed to news being bad, to everything we see at the six o'clock news being about tragedy or loss or crime or death. But news does not have to be negative. It doesn't have to be depressing. News is defined as newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or very important events. Nothing in this definition says that news has to be bad or negative. It just points to the fact that news has to be about something important, something not known that is being revealed or made known, something that relates to current events that are going on. If you turn the news on today, you know as well as I do that you'd be hearing about the weather. You know, snow getting in Atlanta because they think it's gonna snow like crazy, but it's not. Whatever it is that is going on, whatever the current events that are going on, that's what makes the news. Based on this definition, we can better understand why we are called to be bearers of good news. After all, there's enough bad news going around in the world. In Isaiah 61, the prophet declares that he has come to share good news. What is striking about his definition of good news is that it is very specific. What is good news to one person might not be good news to another. What is good news to somebody who is in prison? Well, to be released, to be freed from that captivity. What is good news for the oppressed? Well, for them to have their oppressors removed and their oppression removed. Whatever it is that is good news for you might not be good news for someone else. But Isaiah tells us basically that there is good news for everyone Yet the prophet goes through a variety of people and shares a variety of, of things that are good news to them. He wants us to understand that in Scripture there are promises for each and every one of us. There's good news that has been given to, by God for each and every one of us, and we must listen for it. For those who are oppressed, as I said, there's always good news because God is for the oppressed. For the brokenhearted, there's good news because God mends their hearts, he comforts them, he's there with them to help heal their hearts. For the captive, there's always good news because God is a God of deliverance and freedom. Maybe you are in one of those categories today. You feel brokenhearted over something going on in your life. Maybe you feel captive in your situation or just because you've been home too long because of this pandemic. Maybe you feel the mourning of a loss of a loved one that you have lost during this time and you feel that deeply right now. Whatever it is that you're going through, the prophet Isaiah tells you that there is good news for you today, that the God that we serve is for you, is for the brokenhearted, is for those who mourn, is for those who are oppressed, is for those who are captive. Now, why did Israel need good news? The answer is pretty simple, actually. They had received their good share of bad news. They had received bad news after bad news after bad news. You see, they had turned to other gods, they had been unfaithful to God, they had uh, disobeyed God numerous times, and God had finally let them go. He had allowed them to be taken into captivity by the Babylonians who had taken them into exile their temple had been destroyed the city walls had been left in ruins and the nation had been left desolate this is all bad news and it had been going on not for a year not for two years like maybe this pandemic but for 70 years For 70 years, they had been in captivity. They had been exiled in Babylon. They had been away from their land, and the nation had laid in ruins. So this is the bad news they had been living in for so long. They needed to receive some good news. This really puts things into perspective. I mean, we've had a rough time during the last couple of years, haven't we, with this pandemic? Can you imagine living in exile for 70 years? Can you imagine knowing that the city is in ruins, that the temple is destroyed, that the place that used to represent the presence of God and the protection of God lays in ruins? The nation had been in a prolonged period of mourning, loss, captivity, and oppression. Sound familiar? I think we share some of the same feelings and emotions that they were going through. I think we feel like that sometimes. Bad news after bad news after bad news can really pile on and get depressing. We all feel like there's nothing but bad news coming our way at times. This is why the need of good news is so important. Isaiah basically says, I come to you today because you need to hear the good news of what God is doing. Isaiah proclaims the year of the Lord. What a concept. Not my year, not my best year, Not a year in which I'm going to get rich or prosperous or lose weight, but the year of the favor of the Lord, a year in which he is relying on God's favor, not one that is earned, not one that is deserved, but one that is graciously given by God. It means that even now God is continuing to work for our salvation, our deliverance, our healing, our restoration, our redemption. God is working for our good, even now, in the midst of this time. The year of the Lord's favor means that we are being planted. He has planted us as oaks of righteousness. He is restoring us and redeeming us and giving us promise. For people that had their city in ruins and the walls destroyed, this was indeed good news. It was the promise that God would help them rebuild the ancient ruins. It was the promise that they would repair the city and restore the walls and undo the devastation of many generations. This is good news, that God has promised to do all of this and more. It is good because, of course, it is all for our benefit. God comes to our aid in the midst of our destruction and devastation and says, I will help you put it back together. It is news because it is noteworthy. We must pay attention to what God has done, is doing, and promises to do in our future. In Isaiah 62, the prophet vows he will not keep silent and get no rest until Jerusalem is indeed restored. In Isaiah 62, verses one through five, Isaiah tells us, for science sake, I will not hold my peace and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentile shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land any more be termed desolate. But you shall be called Hephzibah, and your land, for the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. He basically says, I will continue to proclaim this good news until it comes to pass. I will not be silent. I will not stop until I see Jerusalem restored. His proclamation has multiple purposes. The proclaiming of the good news declares his faith that what he is proclaiming will come to pass. He is saying, I believe that God is going to be faithful to his promises. I believe that God will come through for us even after these 70 years of exile. I believe that these walls will be rebuilt. I believe that this temple, Will be restored. I believe that the presence of God will once again be among his people. Isaiah was declaring that all of these would come to pass, and he was refusing to be silent until it did happen. The second purpose of his proclamation of this good news is to remind God of his own promises, to call God out and say, fulfill your promises to your people. You have vowed to be our God. Help us to be your people. Help us to be restored. Help us to be redeemed from our sin. The prophet declares that all God has promised needs to come to pass because God is a faithful God. God does what he says he's going to do. And God, he is saying, God, we are still waiting on you. Do not delay come to deliver and restore us. Then the prophet declares what God will do. And you know, this scripture is just beautiful. The scripture is full of God's blessings and promises. But this scripture by the prophet Isaiah is a beautiful image of what God will do to Jerusalem and for Jerusalem, the holy city, the place that represented the presence of God and the power of God, the protection of God for the people, the place that was seen as the holy city of God. And so here is the promise, God will vindicate Jerusalem Vindication is the action of clearing someone of blame or suspicion. God has promised us forgiveness of sins. And we know as Christians that that comes through Jesus Christ. But back then, they understood it as coming from God through the sacrifices. They understood that God would actually forgive and wipe away their sin. True vindication for our past is important in order for us to move into our future we have to be forgiven in order to be redeemed and so what the prophet was saying is god will vindicate israel he will forgive their sin he will redeem them from their sin for israel he had promised that if they repented of their sin and turned to him he would be their god and they would be his people. He would restore them to the glory that he had prepared for them. But things are going to be different. God says, Isaiah says, that God will give the people a new name. You see, now they called Jerusalem forsaken, barren, devastated. They called it a land of desolation, Yet the Lord will give her a new name; He will call her Hephzibah, and His land Beulah, for the Lord would delight in her. He would once again bring blessing upon the land and its people. You know, when you get married, it was—it's customary to take on the name of your of your spouse, of your husband, when you get married. And back then, what the Lord was saying is. You know, you have been an unfaithful wife, Israel. You have gone to other gods. You have disobeyed me and you have been sent away into exile. But now I will restore the relationship between us. I will bring you back and I will give you a new name. I will call you the one who I delight in. You know, the Lord delights in his people. He was going to delight in Israel once again. He was going to restore them in this relationship, and he was going to make the relationship whole. How was he going to do that? He was going to wipe away their transgression and forgive their sin. He was going to give them a new start. The one who was alone is now to be married, and the Lord is to be the bridegroom. He promises to stay by her side to restore her. He promises to forget and forgive the past. And he promises to forge a new future with her. This is good news. The kind of news we need to hear. That God does not leave or forsake us forever. That God promises to restore us and give us a new name. That we can look forward to the year of God's favor because the Lord will be with us to change our destiny. Today, I want you to receive the good news of this promise. I want you to hear the promise in it for you, that even this difficult period of pandemic will pass, that God will once again delight in us, and that God will once again put his presence upon us in a powerful way, that we are to proclaim this good news and never be silent because there's enough bad news going around in the world we need to hear the good news that God is still for us, that God still has promise for us, that God is still for the oppressed and the brokenhearted and the ones that mourn, and that God promises that he will deliver the captives. So if you're feeling like you fit into any of these categories today, I want to tell you that there's good news in Isaiah for you, good news that continues to be as relevant today as it was back then because God's word is not limited by time or space. It still applies to us today because God's promises are eternal. God's year, the Lord's year, is coming upon us. Let us continue to proclaim this good news and not be silent. And let us continue to declare that God will come through for us continue to sustain each other in prayer, continue to believe in these promises as you rebuild and you are restored. Israel was not rebuilt in a day. It took a lot of effort and resources that God provided through different means in order for them to rebuild the walls and restore the temple. It'll take us time to get back to where we were but God has promised that he will be with us to make it so. May he continue to bless us as we enjoy the favor of the Lord, even during 2022 and this year of pandemic. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you because it is good news that you are with us. It is good news to know that you have forgiven our sins that you have redeemed us, that you have called us out and given us a new name. We ask you, O Lord, that you will give us a new name in this new year, that you will call us blessed and that you will delight in our worship, that you will delight in our service, that you will delight in our prayers, that you will delight, O Lord, in continuing to work in our lives. Help us not to be silent, as we share the good news of the gospel with others, help us to continue to find opportunities to tell others about your good news because everyone, O oh Lord, in this time needs to hear your good news. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.